Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Devs Like Us podcast show. We really appreciate you all tuning in today. You are the best part of this show in this community. We really appreciate you all tuning in and being uh, loyal listeners. If you're new, uh, thank you for giving us a shot. We really appreciate it. Um, we're actually in the first phase of building this, com- this development uh, community that we've started on, and we're extremely excited. Uh, we actually are starting to uh, starting to look to have uh, guests come on the show. And so um, as a part of that process, uh, we want to start interviewing you, you all and finding out uh, what experiences you all have had in industry or what experiences you all have had in academia. And so if you go to devslike.us forward slash guests, you'll see our guest form there where um, you want, we want you all to use this platform. This is uh, you all's platform just as much as it is ours. And so we're excited. So when we have our first interview, that's when we'll be going into, you know, another phase. But for now, we want to continue to build on what we started, and it's going to be exciting. How's everyone doing today? I'm doing pretty good, you know. Um, it's uh, It's been a rough week, but, you know, making it, pushing through. Yeah, it's going pretty good. It's been a, a, a long, rough week as well for me, too. So uh, just uh, looking forward to the weekend. How about yourself? I'm I'm making it. You all know I've had like technical difficulties. This is like my third device. Yeah. <laughs> the audience before. <laughs> so this is like my third device. We've had like all the mics go out, not go out, or like internet hasn't been working. Mics have been going out. Everything has failed. This is like the last device <laughs> device that I can use <laughs> to make this episode happen today. But this we're is how we through. work hard. You, you gotta you gotta push through. Make it for the make it for the audience. Yeah. Right. Right. It's, so that today's topic is you know, typical life of a developer. And I feel like that whole situation is probably like a great point <laughs> as far yeah. as like, you need to be able to persevere and push through the failures. All your stuff that you have planned or is, everything's not going to work the way it's supposed yeah. to. Um, I think Ooh, this, is our, this is our fourth episode and yeah. yes. we've never had that problem before. I get a new little, you know, mic stand that shouldn't affect anything, and now like nothing works. So, <laughs> life pushing those up. last minute changes before uh, demo day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so life of a developer. Does anybody want to start out? What's what's the typical life of a developer like? So, um, I know we want to break some things down. Certain sections, you know, that we've there's a lot of uh, things as far as communication. Uh, uh, how you work with your your team members day to day in the office, and then of course like your work schedule. So, I'd say let's give a, let's go around with a brief overview of uh, like you guys' experiences as far as like a typical life of, of a developer. So, JB, you want to start? Sure, Claire. I can. JB, um, right. so um, it's funny that this is our topic because for me, I honestly believe that there's no real true. Life, like typical life of a developer because um, no two offices are going to do things the same way. Even if you have stand-ups every day in a particular group, it's not going to be, you know, the same. And so I've had a chance to uh, hop around to different places um, during the course of my career and no office was the same that I that I was in. There were times where it's like, yeah, we're just going to give you this task and we're going to leave you alone. And you come back to us when it's done. Um, there have been others where every week we have like sessions where it's, you know, talk about progress, how everything's going. I had times where it's every day, you know, we're uh, catching up with people just, just to see where someone's stuck on and things like that. And so um, for me, that's generally how it goes. Like right now, um, I sit with the same people that I'm working with collectively on a project. And so for that, if there's something we're stuck on, we're just going to turn around, hey, can you help me with this particular thing? And so, um, so yeah, that's generally how that goes for me. Um, to be honest, yeah. that hurt my whole, my, my soul. Like it hurt. And the only reason I say that is because we've all seen like the, the, videos on youtube where like all developers are like they're they're not saying anything in the video clip but like they just yeah, have this it's just a video of their whole day in the background and then True. they're like you know, they're coding all doing, day yeah doing <laughs> uber to work no they, they i like maybe like two seconds was coding but like they were you no know, the drive yeah. to work 
they would have the coffee, the nice espresso, and then they get the work. <laughs> oh, wait, don't coffee. forget about the morning exercise. Like, it's yeah, morning exercise. Uh, sure. exercise the then morning. it's, sure. you know, come back, get dressed for work. You're going to get to work however you get to work, and it's going to be all fun and glamorous. And then you get to work, and you're going to have, like, coffee pot talk exactly. and all that fun stuff. And it's like, wait, you don't. I don't know anyone who does that. <laughs> I love it how they always start with like somebody's recording them in the morning, like, and then they're waking up to the iPhone. They're like, "Oh yeah," and then it's like, "Is he already <laughs> like no more?" So people, your coworkers <laughs> in your house. Oh okay. Yeah, and then it's all bubbly, and then like they show off the free food at the cafeteria, and then it's like, true. Oh, such and such, you know, they bought Thai food, and we're gonna go down there and eat Thai food, and like we don't have to pay for that either. <laughs> Sadly, I wish it was like that, but it's never. It doesn't seem like that exists. Yeah. Have you seen those videos, Clarence, on YouTube? That like, yeah. do life. Our video for a life, a life as a developer is not going to be anything that you would like. Type of YouTube now, and you will see. It's like bubbly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I Brandon, think it's I funny you mentioned people. No, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I think it's funny how you mentioned kind of the scenario because some of the things I've seen is like it's like you say you know the developer wakes up they bike into their coffee shop I've seen it where you know they're programming at the coffee shop for a couple hours you know meeting other devs they're talking about stuff and you know then they finish up there they get to work maybe about ten ish probably closer to lunch you know and right. it's like you know <laughs> and and then you know like they might. You know, they might sit down, they might grab coffee, you know, and then it's just like probably from like, you know, after lunch till whenever, you know, it's just like Wonderful. dark room, just <laughs> like chucking. All you hear is keys going, you know, headphones on and just rolling. Exactly. It's and I love it. It's oh, man. It's what else? There's like they just put all the stereotypical stuff in. Yeah. It's a it's good like, job. But like. They like I'm sure those people have you know really nice days, but mm -hmm. it's also like I know every day for you is not you know this typical setup that you just gave us. Like sure. I've seen they're videos sipping, where guys are coding. Yeah, like they're sipping they're coffee, sipping coffee and, and they're reading email. You're not happy. With <laughs> email. Every day you go through emails, it's like each, okay, here's another one. Each email is action. <laughs> yeah, for you to do True. something. 90 percent of them are asking for you to do something. They're like, "Oh yeah, just checking some email." Because <laughs> no, oh, no, email is going to keep you from getting your like your work done, your done, which is what I want to get into next. But like, if you're a developer, you're you're going to have some form of a ticketing system. So I'll True. like, is there anything else you guys want to hit on as far as like the overall? Stereotypical? I was going to ask you about your typical yeah. day. Those, you the complete opposite of what you see in those videos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going through traffic. Traffic is horrible. <laughs> I can't find a park anywhere. Hey, I think you're right there on it, though. No, but like for those who have not experienced an internship or like being, uh, like, like being in a development or engineering position, like those can be aspects of it, but. Where you live is a big factor as far as like traffic, how you get to work, like the area is 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 a big part of it. But for me, like we I've never I normally never have like stand ups in the morning just because developers do tend to start late in most places, depending on what industry you're in. Like if you're in like a like a business, uh business heavy, like in the financial industry, they you might still have to start a little bit early, but most developers like they tend to cater and say, "Okay, we're not going to do meetings with the developers before ten o'clock." You do have your early birds as well, um, but yeah. So stand up, um, going through emails and like fighting through emails as far as like the actions through emails and any other like tasks, and mm -hmm. um, and then like going through tickets. Like there's so many different types of tickets. You have um, bug bug fix ticket tickets and they all have a different mood to them it's like okay you know it's kind of like they all give you a different feel <laughs> it's like you have, you have your bug tickets you have your uh like your task um you can have spikes where like a spike is kind of like if you're not you're not you're not necessarily building something but you're researching something and you're going to like kind of make some documentation on it and like get back to the folks on on like Basically, you're researching something. So, like, should we go with this technology or this technology uh, for um, 
for this feature and then you get back to them with like some form of um report and then so and then you have uh your uh like break your break fix stuff where it's like something is, is just True. Kind of hurting, which True. is like it could be a bug but this is like no it's like it's not sort of kind of working where the customer might think is like that's how it's supposed to pay this is like no this is broken <laughs> like this is broken <laughs> Um, what other type of tickets do you have? Then you have, and then all those can fit in like an epic. I'm throwing a lot at right now, but yeah. go ahead, JB. I feel like you you want to say something. No, I I have uh, nothing. I, I'm sure Clarence has a lot because you know well, he's, he's a ticket man too. So. No, I was I was just gonna say for me. I know when I first started as a developer, you know, I, I didn't drink coffee, but now as I've gone a little bit further. You know, a day doesn't start without coffee or I'm cranky, yes. you know, so that's kind of like yeah. the, the go to, you know, to kind of get jumping. But um, I mean, from different experiences, uh, most of the time it does start. I know you mentioned like a lot of places they don't start stand up early, but um, most of the experiences I've ever had, you know, it's kind of like the first thing. And, uh, you know, you get ready for that. And then once that's over with, then you kind of can, you know, jump right in or at least kind of pick up where you left off. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, it just, it just depends. I think for sure. each environment is kind of different. And, uh, also that you brought, brought up a good point too, cause I know some developers might be like role specific where they might just work on bugs or, you know, they might be working, working on all of the new stuff. So, uh, I think it just, it's, it's just the nature of where, where you're at really. Yeah. And I will say I am the wild child cause I, I do not have a ticketing system. Um, cause pretty much research. Research. Yeah, so it's just like, um, <laughs> oh, like what are we research. working on today? Are we going to get that thing done? You know, and that's basically how it goes. We've got two years to to push up to production. Where's research? It's like we're like five years out. Yeah, no one's waiting on this because they don't know it exists. So it's fine. True, it's fine. true, true, <laughs> true. So, how do you compare your life as like um, a developer in the research environment, JB, in comparison to somebody that's a developer on a production system? Did you feel like your developer day to day rhythm changed a lot? Um, I would say yeah. Um, it changed quite a bit just because of the fact that, um, like, there our stand ups are. Uh, we don't really have stand ups, so I'll just call it an informal stand up where. Um, you're not agile? Like, no. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not agile no more either. <laughs> I have my own project. And so for me, I have people that work on my project with me. And so my informal things are, hey, what's going on? Um, you like I already, I've already given you your task that I need you to complete. And it's um it's big enough where, you know, they they have plenty of work to do. But it's not overbearing to where it's like, oh, you're doing like this major thing that's pretty much a separate project all on its own. And so for my people, like we have conversations on a daily where it's just like, hey, what's going on? How's everything going? You know, do you need any help? And things like that. Um, but that's pretty much it. And if there's like any one of us are getting caught up on anything, then, you know, we'll kind of stop what we're doing, help them out. And then, you know keep it moving type of thing so um so that's generally how we tend to do it for my group in particular yeah awesome so clarence have you heard have you had any differences between yours from like your uh -oh. different or has yeah. your developer experience your life been pretty much the same <laughs> No, it it was it has been a little bit different. Uh, so when when I first started out, I was working on something that you know people like depended on. So you know it was very critical to you know meet oh, deadlines. Were you on call? Yeah, I was on call oh, a little yes. bit. Yeah. The excitement. Yeah. Are you on call? No, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, you know, that was pretty interesting because it did kind of feel like, you know, everything was, you know, mission critical. And, you know, each component that was delivered, you know, it, had, it went through, you know, strenuous testing, all that, you know, I mean, pretty much, you know, from top to bottom, just making sure that it worked. Because, uh, again, if it, if anything broke, you know, we're, it's pretty bad. And, right. you know, depending on the type of change or the type of, uh, functionality that it, it that was implemented, you know, it could either be a small fix or it could be, you know, trying to figure out how much data was corrupted. And, you know, of course, in, in our world, data is big. So, you know, if you mess it up, 
you, you don't know if you're looking for a needle in a haystack or, you know, if it's a just out, a needle know. stack. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> exactly. But now lately I've been more on like projects that can more so help. So like they're needed, but at the, at the same time, it's just like, you know, it's a nice to have. So the pressure is off a little bit more. Um, I, I feel like it's easier to wow the customer a little bit more now because you know I, i'm not really pressed for uh you know meeting debt i mean there's still deadlines but like there's still a little bit more time to do a little bit more extra uh what i call like razzle dazzle so you know they, they didn't know that they needed that but you know something some extra features that you can kind of throw in there to you know make them feel a little bit more comfortable about what you, you know what you're giving giving them yeah that on call i've never I've never wanted to be on the call because it's like never been. I hate it. I, I, to be honest, I feel like it's the part of the duties that you wish you could just like negotiate out of, you know? Because you never. I mean, be I've been on call in uh. So it's funny. So I what one one position I was on call, another position never made it on that list, and now I'm back to being like on call, and so like. You know, it's stressful because, you know, you, you you could have a whole week of not getting calls at all. And so then, you know, you hope they call before, you know, you go to bed. But a lot of times something might break. <laughs> you know, I've seen I've even seen where things break, like literally right before you wake up. So it's just like, you know, in your mind, you know, you got to get up and help them. But then you're also like, this couldn't wait another hour, you know, like. <laughs> and 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 most of the time it's not your fault. No, a lot of problems, there's a lot of hands. There's a lot of hands on the structure. You know, there's a lot of hands yeah. and people doing things. And sometimes you'll get called and it's like if they have a direct line to you, I don't know if you will have like a triage process, but a lot of times it could be, oh, we just wanted to know something. And like, yeah, this is not. <laughs> yeah, this is not what? like a. Frequently asked questions call here. <laughs> well, sadly, I think that's how a lot of shops are set up, though. You know, they they have a big group of people, whether you work on it or not, but they need a centralized person to, to you know, be responsible to answer that call. So, you know, I've seen it, too, where you get called, you have nothing to do with it, but now you got to call the other person. And, you know, you know, when the person calls you, they don't say sorry to wake you up, but when you call the next person, you're like, look... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to wake you up, but uh, this isn't me. This is you. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, so on-call can can be rough. And, and as one thing to know, if you're, depending on what type of office you're going in, if they're going to, like, a DevOps methodology, there is no system admin. There is no developer. There is no security you everyone kind of plays that role. You might have someone who is you might have someone who is like really focused. You can have somebody that's like that's their special like security is their specialty, but all developers are required like you're not it's not like oh I'm not in charge of securing this app. No, if you're a developer, you're in charge of uh, making sure that the application is secure. You're ensure you're uh, a part of like the system what's typical system administration work. You need to automate user development skills to automate processes and make sure that it's running um that it uh, is running in production well and so it used to be the system admins are getting called in now in the devops model developers are getting called in because they're saying you developed this code and now mm -hmm. like if your code is right. what's breaking that in that way developers aren't just oh let me just code it up oh it, it gives me what i need so that's why i know you need to make sure that it's stable and things don't break and that it's going through uh, uh the appropriate tests and automation pieces there so the whole oh I'm not getting called in developers, and and like the the word is out like no developers need to, when they're responsible for coming in they develop more stable yeah. applications if they're not required to come in they're not going to be um, as thoughtful all the time as far as like making sure that they they're testing their code and that all the reviews are going through the the um, appropriate tests so see I think that's a shocker too. What'd you say, Clarence? I was like, I think that's a shocker too, because you know, like when you go when it, when it's your first rodeo, you know, you're kind of like, oh, I'm just a developer, like I don't touch that. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, so so sorry, you believe that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> For sure. oh, yeah. I mean, it's good experience because you know you get a chance to dabble with a little bit of, or a lot of stuff, but 
you know, sometimes even that could be kind of scary, though, because if you don't have that experience, you know, and they expect you to make that change or that fix and you don't have any experience in it, you know, you're kind of just one eye open, one eye closed, hoping that, you know, that you don't break anything else. So then somebody else will get mad at you. Right. So, yeah, if there's any developer out there that feels as though, oh, I just code 99 percent of the job <laughs> now, you won't have that luxury. Um, even the large organizations like you need to know how to run your your stuff in the cloud. You just developing an application locally is not even that's not even you're not even going to get off day one. You need to know how um, to con containerize your applications. You need to know how to do, you don't have to know all the cloud environments. If you know one, if you know AWS or if you know uh, um, Azure or Microsoft's uh, offering any of the cloud offerings, if like they all have similar core features. So if you know one of those, you need to know like how to use and deploy your application into the cloud. And um, most most basic CS like courses, uh, I feel as though they don't really hit, they don't have time to really hit on all of the like cloud deployment, um, like all like the stuff is like, they tell you how to build the app, but they don't always tell you how to maintain it and how to scale it. Um, so there are some classes, but you really don't hit on that heavy. So I feel like that's probably one of the biggest topics like you need to go like go into as far as like um, as far as like making sure that you're successful for your career because as Clarence said one of the big feature features of like um, your developer life and that's maybe one of the questions you want to ask a lot of times they don't ask but like there there is a potential if you're developing an application that application is supporting a customer and that customer needs that application so whenever that whenever there's a customer that needs an application there's that need for uh, people being on call. <laughs> Mm -hmm. yeah. And yeah, all these applications, some of them, like we've stated before in past episodes, they could be some type of legacy system with like you've never like you you weren't you didn't birth that application, so you're inheriting something. So um, those can be interesting. Oh, that's yes. you know, it, that's that's cool. funny you say that because like you know one thing I've kind of experienced too is that uh, when you're building an application that is going to be bolted on to somebody else's application. When they make changes and they don't tell you anything about it, oh, the yeah. customer calls you and they're like, hey, this isn't working. And you're like, yeah. Now you're pointing fingers. Yeah. Right. So we did hit, uh, we did mention it earlier, but I feel as though it's an important part uh, that connects a lot of pieces of communication between the development team. Um, I feel like your whole day is some form of communication, whether you're communicating with the computer itself by coding or you're communicating with folks in your uh, with customers or with other um, other uh, um, people within within your employer through emails. So that's that's another communication form that you have communication through tickets. Uh, but I do want to go back to the stand up. Can we give like a decent overview for folks of what to expect? Typically in the morning, what what to expect uh, in a stand up? Does anybody want to hit it? I can hit it if you guys don't. Clarence, I mean, go ahead. Clarence. I think I I think you go ahead. You seem super excited. I'll let you go first. Let's see. Yeah, that little dance was you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, Clarence said, Clarence said, I don't know about you, but mine always in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I mean, so it just depends. So. Stand-ups are supposed to be Reverse quick. psychology just works. <laughs> <laughs> well, stand-ups stand are really supposed to be quick. I think uh, one thing uh, some people do is they go pretty far in detail. I mean, sure, like you said, communication is going to be a part of your whole day. And I think some people treat stand-ups as if this is the end-all, be-all. Like, I'm not going to talk to you anymore today, uh, which is cool. But sometimes, you know, like when it, when it happens first thing in the morning, you know, what a lot of people find value in is just like, how how are things going? You know, mm -hmm. did you have any hiccups? You know, if so, you know, can you please state them? But like, just kind of keeping it third simple question. because, huh? Oh, that's the third question that you answered. So, okay. yeah, oh. so there's, for me, like just short and quick, this is why I was excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that I was giving you a segue, but no. go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Giving me <laughs> hey. um, three questions for a stand up that you'll generally have, and this is what's like if you go to the scrum classes and all that. The the general three questions first is 
Um, what what did you work on since the last time we had a stand up? The second is what uh, do you plan to work on um, mm -hmm. after this stand up? And then the third is is there any blockers from preventing you to to right. do work uh, with those stand ups? And so everyone answers those three questions going around, um, de depending on how uh, depending on how like focus the team is it could vary it could turn into like some oh, deep Tim, yeah, yeah. Tim out, of, out of nowhere and Tim, like a technical exchange meeting and it's like no that's not what this is yeah, yeah. some people you try to solve problems those two out of the yeah circle back up with those two people and you don't need to take everyone's time for that true yeah so basically that's that's how you, normally you would start off your day i know the hollywood is oh you're doing coffee playing games and stuff but normally you would go in and sometime, but in the morning or close to noon, you'll probably have a stand up, like have, yeah. have a stand up meeting. Yeah, don't get me wrong. You're going to have your coffee because you're going to um, have your coffee. I, that's that's not fuel through the day, but it's not, <laughs> you know, me, top and all yeah, it's <laughs> not me sitting around guys. like the coffee machine and having full blown. Hey, how was your day yesterday? Like, <laughs> $5,000 coffee, like, espresso machine. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm coming to my office, get my coffee, come sit down, check my emails, and then we're going about the rest of the day. Um, so, yeah. So, I guess, question. So, you know, I know I hear it a lot, or I've heard it as a joke around the office, but stand-up, right? Do you actually stand up? Some people expect it, but do you? No. So <laughs> This yes. Bad. So some teams we have we have we we do actually like really stand up, and then some teams it's not like we're not even in person. We do it in chat. We have a stand up mm -hmm. like chat, and we answer the three because everyone's remote. Like everyone's true, out, true. Because like, it depends on the situation. So, um, uh, so and that kind of is a good segue to another part of the life in the day is like notifications and stuff or like stuff online. I feel like as a developer. My number one goal is to get to like actually developing and working on the code or the feature tickets that I have because you have emails and meetings and everyone True. tries to get you. And that's why if, if it's up to me, I do try to get in early before everyone else is because that's when I get my code. And then when people start, it's, coming in, it's yep. like yeah. just on my screen. Oh, hey, Terrence. <laughs> yep. you have questions all day. And so yeah. you start working, which kind of goes back to... Um, when I was talking about uh, last episode of the one thing of, you know, you're trying to get your mind back into the work that you're doing and then mm -hmm. you get into the groove and then someone's like, Hey, um, I know you're working, but I have this question. And it's like, but <laughs> why did you have to bring the butt into it? You know, yeah. like you could just send me an email really quick or something. Cause you know, sometimes you're in that groove and it's hard to get back into that. And so, um, so yeah, I tend to like to come in early some days just where I'm like, all right, I know what I need to do. I know how I need to execute it. Let me just get in here, get this out real quick because I know once everybody comes in, like questions are going to start, conversations are going to start about, you know, future things or what's going on now. And it just kind of gets mixed in. Yeah. No, yeah. When people are coming into the room and they're asking all these questions, it, get, it throws you off and you're just trying to get to the code because that's like, that's your, well, I know for me personally, that's my joy moment of getting to my code and doing that development. And so with that, um, you know, we've kind of talked about how the day to day is of being in the office with other people, but you know, kind of want to get to how is it when you're sitting there and you're coding and things like that? How's your coding process go? You know, like for coding, are you one of those people that, you know, comment a lot like Clarence does where he over comments and still forgets <laughs> what he was doing? Or are you one of those people that's just like, they'll figure it out eventually? So for me, every, every development team that I've worked with, I've been fortunate enough to where we've had a guy, like a programming guide, or we've had a certain, like, about standard. So, it was hard for me to overcome it. Like all that was, especially when I was um, in the Python shops, like that is, there's like a Pythonic way of, of, of coding. So I didn't, there, there really is a, like, was a guide for us to follow. And I feel like every development team should have that. So you don't, cause we all know when we're coding, like on our own personal projects, our get commit messages are not the prettiest. It's kind of like, Oh, it's just me. And then like yeah. the way we comment, we do it like, for us, and so that's why it's good to have that programming guide. If the if the language itself doesn't have one, 
um, for the team to agree agree on. But most programming languages, they do have like a best practice where, yeah. you know, those are kind of infused into that. But for me, so like after I'm knocking through the emails and all the other actions, but I do like to code. I do like to code early in the morning. So when I'm like fresh, you got a good night's sleep, um, go through the actions and I still have like two or three hours, two or three hours before everybody comes in <laughs> into the office <laughs> and then like the emails start to pick up again because action, like I do get those first actions out, you know, more actions probably come in. But like get into the code, I do, um, I do, I used to like try to go in and like as like earlier on, I used to say, oh, let me just see if this works. Oh, let me just see if this works. So I try to make sure that I map out either on paper or some type of thought process or flow process of like, what am I doing? How I'm going to implement it? How many different methods or functions, um, depending on what language you're using, I'm gonna I'm gonna use to um, have each uh, to have each uh, set or, or function and how it's going to work and how they're going to connect together. So um, I used to get straight hands on keyboard, and I still can do that depending on what it is. But if it's a complex like new feature, I want to map out what I'm doing first and then make sure I go through that uh, from there. And um, but yeah, Clarence, how about you? Do you, you they let you just like? add all the comments yeah i mean for right now i'm a i'm a solo developer so uh for me you know i do the extra comments and just for you know just so i have a note of it for later on and if anybody comes and picks it up they know that i have something to kind of go by um because i've seen uh some shops where there might be less comments in the code, but we had like actual, we had like a dedicated person who wrote up like a real system, you know, document on how it all, you know, flowed and uh, different sections of what things did and kind of like overall breakdown, which was cool. Cause, like I love diagrams. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like diagrams. <laughs> yeah. Diagrams. One thing that I don't see though, like in the uh, corporate space uh, that I thought we saw a lot more in uh, school was, Flow charts, you know, uh, I think that a lot of people kind of ignore that as a as a process as a whole. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, when you build all of these systems or you build like multiple scripts or, uh, you know, different pieces of code um, without that, you know, you pretty much you hand somebody, you know, a folder of code and say, good luck, you know, connect yeah. the dot yourself versus like, you know. I, I really think like a lot of places, you know, don't and don't invest enough time in the pre um, I guess like predefined process planning. Yeah, planning. And I think I think it's hard, too, because like a lot of a lot of times, like depending on what you're working on, there's so much unknown that like you really I mean, you can ask a lot of questions, but you don't know. In some cases, at least I know from personal experience. I don't know what I'm going to write up until I start actually coding. And then it's like, oh, I'll go back later, you know, and and, uh, make note of that, which means never. But, (laughs) you know, uh, I think, I don't know. I've uh, I've tried to do my best, you know, to be clear and, you know, make variables that, you know, people can really, you know, uh, pick up on. But I've been on teams where I think you kind of mentioned it earlier where, uh, there were no standards, so like people would kind of, it, it would be like a few people kind of understood, or you know, kind of on one accord. But there could be a couple other team members who kind of just like made crappy commit comments. So it's just like, what did you, what did you push in the master? You know, like I, I mean, you could go look at you know pretty much the blame, but it's just like, what did you do again? What did you change? You know, just to, this isn't really descriptive. So I think. Uh, if the, if there is a chance, definitely as a dev, you know, take that opportunity. If you notice things that are slacking, or you notice things that you wish or uh, were different, you know, make those changes and just kind of like, you know, implement it yourself, and then try to get more people to kind of kind of you know uh, join you. So then that way, uh, you kind of you do you'll actually benefit the company and not hurt the company. And when you said starter, you know, you talk about like the, um, like the coding standards or practices. Yep. Standards, gotcha. practices. I mean, just making, just making, you know, uh, suggestions to, to team members. I know when you work on a pretty big team, a lot of times that's kind of hard because some people mm-hmm. have been doing things a certain way for so long. Um, but I think one thing I've kind of seen is that, and you know, I don't want to, I don't, 
you know, name drop, no, not call anybody out, but a lot of the experiences that I've had compared to the process that I learned in school, you don't see it. You know, people who've been coding for years, they don't, they don't know, you know, like I mentioned earlier, the pre-planning process or, you know, actually like, you know, from start to finish how a project is supposed to look, but you know, they're like here, code this. I guess that kind of just fits in what we kind of wrote back into what we were talking about earlier about, you know, like the dream dev, you know, day to day. Whereas like, you know, in, in your mind, you expect so much, but in reality, you're either doing it all yourself or you're kind of picking up those bad habits that other people have kind of just, you know, done and, and let, you know, let go by the wayside. So uh, it could be pretty toxic. It definitely could be a bad it could be a bad, you know, pretty bad for you because you could be on one team that doesn't care and then you go to a new team and, you know, they're very thorough, they're very organized, and you're just like, now you're that guy to say, ah, we don't do that. Mm-hmm. Spaces are tagged. <laughs> yes. Um, but, uh, but yes, yeah, so that's a good point. So, and I feel like another, um, so another good, another point too is like, those blockers. So you you're on, you're doing those coding. Your your stuff just is not working during the day. Does any does do any of you all have a special go to that you can do to clear your mind or to kind of like make sure you push through that uh, that blocker? And, and I'm not talking about blockers like as far as like other tickets, but like the function that you're trying to implement is not like you're not getting it to work. So um, I know for me, I like to step away. Um, I've had a bad habit sometimes of like snacking, which is not mm. good because you have a lot of problems. And if you snack on it, if you're snacking, I mean, if it's apple, it's okay. But like mine was like chips, all M&Ms, things. right? Yeah, don't do that. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I do like going for walks if the weather's okay outside. Like thinking of like um, like going off that. Sometimes going to the eat, like going to like other tasks, like other like just day to day tasks mm-hmm. you have might help it might cloud yourself like drain you down even more depending on what's there uh in the chat rooms in an email but like i think the biggest thing for me is like going out for a walk do any of you all have to go through to like bake uh break through a problem that you're trying to solve when it comes to code uh for me um going for walks is a really good one um i also tend to just kind of have a conversation with a coworker that uh, and I try to find the coworker that's not, you know, busy since I don't like when somebody does it to me. But just to have that conversation and talk through what you're going through. Because there have been plenty of times where I'll be like, hey, I'm having this problem. And, you know, such and such is happening. And in in the midst of me even saying it, I'll be like, wait a second. I figured it out. And they're like, you're welcome. Um, and it's just they were there just to be that listening ear uh, for me. Um which one of my bosses, he actually got us like the little rubber ducks to kind of be that person for you so that you don't have to bother people. Um, I have yet to use the rubber duck because I'm just nice. like, that just looks really odd. And it's like, it's all like um, different types of rubber ducks. So, like someone has like an army duck. Uh, someone has like a teddy bear duck um, and all these different things. But even just looking at it, I'm just like, yeah, you're not going to feel that void that I need. I need to talk to like actual person. Just because True. even if I can't figure it out in the midst of me talking to them, they can kind of give me feedback on, okay, well, it sounds like you're trying to do this. How about you try this type of thing? So having that dialogue with someone else generally helps me a lot. And if you don't have dialogue with somebody else, I love walking to the whiteboard. The whiteboard is my other person sometimes. Yes. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Whiteboards. Yeah. I love whiteboards. It's, it's, so edu- it's like so like educational, like if that feels like, oh, you're going to get some knowledge and it's just the board and Whatever you're searching <laughs> to solve, the even if you're just drawing shapes markers, up there, have yeah. different color, uh, have different uh-huh. color uh, um, markers, uh, dry erase markers up there. Like, okay, this is what's going on. This is what what it is. This is what it's not. Um, that Facebook music starts playing in the background. I'm like, we're gonna get this. It's <laughs> 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 that real yeah, dramatic, like amped up music. <laughs> yeah. And then standing up sometimes. If you if you're fortunate enough to have a a sit stand that's standing up, yeah, me sometimes. The walking, sit stand, and whiteboard are my three go tos. And just time off, <laughs> like just that's true. back to it. I mean, sometimes you need those mental health days. For but sure. um, I'll say also for me is just the fact of um, 
like you alluded to doing other tasks, but you kind of said, you know, other day-to-day tasks. Whereas for me, it's like, I know I have other things on my plate. So it's like, um, if it's not as important as the particular task that I'm stuck on, then I'm like, well, this still needs to get done. So let me, you know, do this just to kind of get me to like a mellow space which kind of gets me back into the groove of development. And then I'm like, all right, you know, I've got this piece done. Now I can make this context switch back into um, what, what was my problem space before. But, you know, how about you, Confidence builder too. It's like, oh, so let me go for like a sure win. So it's like, okay, I got something off this list done. Mm -hmm. Cause like you can have four things on a list. One of those things could take like a long time to do, or it's like a lot of it. And those other three can be like, I just know I need 30 minutes and that's done. <laughs> or yeah. right. I program this action for this particular button that's on the system type of thing where it's like, oh, this would be no time yeah. at all. But yeah. Clarence, how about you? Any, I think any y'all, special things? I think y'all hit all of them. You know? Oh, no, go we did. No, did. Go, go no, for a didn't. walk. I know I mean, one of yours, Clarence. <laughs> go, go for a walk. Jerry. Uh, <laughs> oh, I was going to go out and go fishing. He, he's just going. Go oh, yeah. yeah if if only I, if only my job was closer to a body of water to have fish in it, I definitely will pull out the pop out rod. And uh, but now I think for sure, uh, you know, going for a walk. Uh, I know. Also mentioned, I am that per- that coworker, but I'll at least like ask. You know, make sure that you know. Hey, am I distracting you? But I need to really, you know, kind of talk this out because I think like. That is big. I know uh, a lot of times just talking about something totally off task, you know, the light bulb will go off. You're like, sorry to stop you. Sorry to be rude, but I got to go fix this really quick. You know, you you gave me kind of what I needed. Um, But like regular days or like waking up in the middle of your sleep. It's just like, yeah, that's that's the thing. (laughs) That's what I needed. Right. So, you know, doing that, uh, going to get water. I mean, I think anything to kind of just take your mind off of, of, of what you're doing. Because I know sometimes you go so hard, you, your back hits the wall, and then it's just like, I don't know what else to do. Uh, so you just got to step away from it, you know, step away from the wall itself. And uh, I don't know. What happens when you hit the wall again? You hit the wall again? Hey, you hit that wall pretty hard a couple times, you know? Hey, you know, you know, I meant to, I meant to say, I, I gave you a pretty, pretty hard time. Did I need to go back to understand that? Uh, that was episode. Was that, that episode was the last two? Episode. No, oh, was no, it's episode, episode three. Yeah, yeah. Episode three, I, Imposter Central. I yeah. forgot. I forgot to say at the beginning of this. You know, I was, yeah. I was super sorry. You know, I, I went back and watched over, and I really gave you a hard time, and you really gave <laughs> a really. <laughs> You gave a really good answer, and uh, I was just—I wasn't being a good friend that day. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, that, I, just, that hurt my—it hurt me because I was like, oh, "What happens when you hit it again?" I, I could tell. I could tell. I was really. JB was like, "It's like, gosh, Terry." Yeah, I was really coming for you, but I was—I was just trying to rock himself and robot real quick, just. I I just was trying to you know I was really. He does like us. But there's another point that I wanted to hit that we had, and it was um, side projects. So life of a developer, we've done code at home. We know you have your standups. I mean, your code at work, and we have Mm -hmm. your your daily standups. You got your actions that are coming in email and chat. Um, do you all go home and code and and develop more? I'll be a uh, I'm a bad coder. I I I need to work on it. It's on my improvement list to code at home because uh, I have seen kind of like I've seen from others how beneficial it is that you know you go home and kind of pursue your own personal projects or just you know taking a little bit of extra time to understand the technology that you might be working on now or a technology that's going to be used, you know, in the future. So if it's a feature for uh, something that you'll be doing, you know, it's super important to kind of take the extra time because during the day you're busy, you know, with all the other things that you got on your plate that it's okay to come home and just take that time to just do it at your own speed. Do you uh, uh, code at home? So for me, um, there's there's kind of an ebb and flow uh, with that. There are times where, you know, my home development or 
my home learning is really high and I'm just like kind of on a roll. And then there's times where it's like, when I get off and I'm at home, I'm just like, all right, that's enough. Um, I've been coding all day and I just need me time. Um, and so right now is one of those high moments where like last week I took a course just to refresh myself and like see development and memory management and things. And um, I have another course lined up that's in um, statistical learning that's coming up. Um, and so I'm, you know, doing those types of things where it's not coding per se, but it's still self-development um, within uh, the career field. And so um, that's kind of how it's going for me right now. Um, but I will say um, pro coding projects, I have a laundry list of them, but mm -hmm. I just haven't quite gotten to them and followed Makes through sense. with them. Because uh, I have quite a few things around my home that I want to, you know, get into and develop and things like that. And so it just takes a little time to get there. Right. Yeah. yeah, I think that's one of the one of the things I struggle with. I think you definitely hit on it was that, you know, sometimes the day is so stressful that like the last thing I want to do is see a screen. So uh, I know one of my guilty things is other, you know, projects that kind of home projects that kind of take uh, president, you know, in the, in the after hours. So, you know, whether it be just crafting DIY type of stuff. So I do need to shift more into, you know, actually developing or doing more development at home. Doing home so DIY projects and things. So, yeah. So one of the things, one of the reasons why I think I don't do a lot of development at home is that I do hit a roadblock of, uh, I hear so many folks who like come up with great ideas that they could develop. You know, you go on YouTube or you go on, like you just watch stuff on TV and you see a lot of folks doing some pretty cool stuff, but I don't know about y'all, but sometimes I get, I get home and I look at my laptop and I'm like, I know I should be coding something, but I don't know what I'm coding. You know, I don't know. I don't know what, you know, am I taking on something brand new? Am I trying to, um, uh, improve something that's already out? Like, you know, how, how do y'all kind of handle that? Well, I love, um, yeah, so I do love, like, coding something out at home. That's the only way I really stay current because um, a lot of times, like, like when you're at work, you're, you're doing what the, uh, what's best for the development team and the company, right? And so that's not always necessarily best for what's for you and your career and um, make you a better, well-rounded, like, uh, developer so, or engineer, so sometimes um, when you're at work, like you're good at something and like they'll give that to you. And it's not really a, oh, let's make you a better, well-rounded developer. No, we have a, this more of a we have a deadline. Let's we need you to do this because this is what you <laughs> this is what you do. So do so. So do that. So at home is more so of working on the, those uh, working on your weakness um, and you know yeah. what what you're not best at. So. My coding and projects at home are really the things that I'm weak at. So it's it's to make sure that I'm um, removing those weaknesses or strengthening those weaknesses, um, so so that um, I have that opportunity and and building like building a GitHub portfolio to where you know you're you're always staying fresh and current with things because sometimes what you have at at the job might not necessarily be the newest or the future uh, of where the industry is going. So. There are a lot of people that they're they've been working on a certain product uh, for ten plus years, and you know they're still dealing with the same tech stack that was ten years ago, right? So, mm -hmm. and then you end up having to move to another product, and they're dealing with a tech um, a technology that's you know two or three years old. Um, so mm -hmm. you always want to stay current, um, go to tech talks or um, listen to other tech, new technologies because. Each one, if it's picking up traction, if there's a new technology that's picking up traction, it's picking up it's picking up traction because it's more efficient. Um, mm -hmm. It makes the developer more productive to where you can focus on uh, other problems um, rather than whatever um, thing that you're normally sticking with. It make it they normally they make things a lot easier. It's it's a, it's advancing, so you don't want to just stick to the first you know tech stack that you've ever learned because there's going to be something that comes out that's better. Um, right, mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah, so I definitely yeah, so I definitely love working and coding at home and I always try to make time for it. And to me, that's what's fun. Like it's your, that's when it goes back to being your baby to where it's like, you don't have to integrate to, you know, this big, huge thing at, or like you, you, you can do it. Like it's your time. Like it's gonna, it's, it's what you want to do. And to me, that's just enjoyable. You can 
it's it's a different feeling for me too as well. But and then it's also a good feeling when something you come to a problem at work and you're like, hey, I know this service or this library or this technology that like solves that. And that's like mm -hmm. one of the best feelings in the world. And to me, that's just confirmation that like you're doing the right thing. So like I've yes. had that happen a number of times where it's a technology that the, the team is not using or they might not even be aware of. But it's something that I read in a blog post or something that I did in my own personal development time that I was able to speak on it. And like when you do that, that makes you that makes to where it's like, yeah, I'm always make sure. I have my self-study, my self-coding time um, at home um, separately, you know, and it doesn't have to be much. It could be an hour a week or an hour a day or like whatever fits, like n something mm -hmm. is better than nothing. I know folks have like busy, um, like when you have, when you're working a full career, like sometimes it gets easy to, to not, you know, you coding all day. So come back home and code again. So I wouldn't say every day, you know, you do want to have, you know, some time to make sure that you're, um, re-energizing for the next day because all those yeah. things were kind of like merged together so you do want to do something if it's working out or whatever like do do a hobby that is not coding as well just so you can have a break there might be some people that enjoy like being 24 7 but for me i like to change the pace like i would like to do something else too but those mm -hmm. but i do make time to where certain days of the week where i am exploring and testing things out so Think we hit on a lot of good, a lot of good uh, points. Anybody else want have any other points we should hit in, hit on for life of a developer? Um, I think oh, I guess. Go ahead, Clarence. I say only only other thing I could guess of. So um, I know earlier when we were talking about kind of like the uh, the ideal uh, uh, dev life, you know, we talked about kind of like the coffee shop dev. But have y'all seen like the dev who wakes up, you know, on the beach? You know, and and de mm -hmm. you know develops right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The What's it? The nomads, the remote developers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew so a guy who nice. uh, he he traveled in an RV, and that's kind of how he did it. You know, he he would set up shop at a camp and just go wherever he wanted to go. So he he got a chance to you know see the world, but at the same time, you know, still get work done. Yeah, and like being able, I know we had a lot. Of points of like debugging and how do you you know you write your code one line comments versus multi-line comments but you really do want to be in a good mindset and we really hit on this uh with imposter syndrome you, you on the last episode uh, so you should check that out as well but um you really want to be in a good mindset uh life like if you're down and like life and things are hard it is really hard to code when like you have so many like other things running through your head or you're not in a good mood um and that's why i think like great developers a lot of times i don't know if you notice and I'm, I'm not big in stereotypes but they'll have the nerf guns around you'll have little basketball hoops in the office and everybody says oh we're just big kids but like when you're in like when you're just in a terminal all day you want to find things that make it lighthearted and stay in a good mood and like to me, that really is important. Like all that stuff, and really kind of what we saw in the stereotypical, but like all oh, the developers in the game room, all that is is giving their mind a rest. Like we're doing some serious computations and solving like like serious problems and working on like algorithms or making sure these powerful systems are up and running. So like you need a break from that. That's drains it. Like it drains you. So yeah, like doing those things. Like if you have little things in the office, and this is uh, probably uh, the final point that we can have life in the office, your relationship with your coworkers, have little games. Like people will have like little games in the offices where um, they'll do little things. Like I know a big one is like the Nerf guns where everybody has their own Nerf gun. If people are just going through it, they'll just start, you know, going off with the Nerf guns or, They'll, uh, maybe they'll have certain uh, like days where they wear like certain types of shirts or some type of theme mm -hmm. parties or something or have a theme lunch. So all that stuff to me does help. Like I, I don't want to be in a toxic environment, toxic environment where it's just like, oh, come on, code, go home. It's cold which is all okay, day, every day. Just yeah, keep your when head you're there, down. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, there's a place for that. But like, if you're there, you might as well, it, it. It does. I do. I do believe it makes you more productive if you're. Able enjoy to being there. Enjoy being there. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. So. Yeah, because I've definitely had the offices with um, the Nerf guns. Like, um, like kind of going back to our interview um, um, episode where, you know, I'm having those conversations of what kind of office environment uh, would I be working in? 
um, just because you want to make sure that you're comfortable and it's enjoyable that when you have those downtimes that you that you enjoy that time while you're there because, you know, you still have X amount of hours that you need to be at work and that you need to be completing things. And so you want to make sure that whether it's you're deep into the code and you're enjoying yourself or there's downtime and you need to enjoy yourself as well. And so um, going back to your friend Clarence that um, was in the RV and he's working remotely, um, working remotely at home and working remotely, you know, while traveling are two completely different things because I like human interaction when I'm working. And so like with the pandemic and things and working from home, I'm like, yeah, I'll have, you know, this chat with a coworker in the chat system, but it's not the same as being there and having those conversations. Um, so for me personally, I, I need to have that human interaction when it comes to being um, a developer and in the office with people. So, yeah. I would love to get him for an interview. A digital, yeah. he's, he's a digital nomad, right? I think that's the technical term. I think that's true. Yeah. Totally different from a remote work, but I'd like... Those yeah. are like special folks, and they're like always traveling, but they seem happy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's awesome. So, any other points you guys had? That was pretty good. Now, I think I'll just add my last little piece to add would be uh, uh, from experience, I've noticed like companies that are more business driven. They don't really have those step away and, you know, like things to take your mind off of, uh, you know, what you're doing. But I have seen like at a more technical or I should say technology type, you know, driven business where they do definitely put that effort in and making sure that like you have a, a space to kind of, um, you know, walk away and do something different, whether it be like, you know, like you said, the Nerf guns or uh, one place had ping pong, you know, you, you know, you just meet up with a couple uh, peers and just do that. Um, but I know one thing that kind of, that adds a lot of value to that alone is that now one thing I think that is really critical for developers is like collabing with people. You know, when you talk to people in different space or, uh, different experiences, a lot of times that helps drive Holy crap. Did y'all hear that? Yeah. No. Um, no. Yeah, that was loud. Oh, um, oh, snap. I was like... Okay, Jesus, ah. we hear you. <laughs> I'm almost What finished. was that? It was oh, lightning. It thunder. Oh, thunder. Yeah. I think lightning hit something. To go out too. That's why I said, let's wrap it up. Oh, my bad. I'll wrap it up. I'll wrap it up. I'm just Let me add something else. No, no sorry. I was, and I was another thing. <laughs> I was... I'll, I'll end it with this and saying that <laughs> as a as a developer, one of the big things that I think uh, helps you succeed is just collaborate with it. Not only other devs, but just other people in your workspace, because uh, dev, dev being a dev is almost like being an artist. You know, you you could be driven by a lot of different uh, influences and that kind of, you know, just it sparks the mind. It improves how you think. Um, so it definitely I think it helps shows up in your and what you develop and what you design because now you put more effort into how do humans need things or how do humans kind of interact with certain things. So I think to summarize, you know, uh, this conversation to you know kind of bring it all together, um, there's there's no real typical you know, developer day when you can't put a general stamp on that for people. Um, there is a, there may be a typical developer day in a particular office or a company and things, but there's no real typical thing that you can just say, every developer does this and this is how their day is going to go. This is how your day is going to go when you get out of school because um, people do things differently based on their needs and uh, mission statements that they have. And so, um, with that, um, anybody else? That's well said, JB. So, yeah. So, thank you all for joining in. This has been another episode of Devs Like Us. Um, once again, we appreciate you all tuning in. And um, if you want to hit us up, you know, hit us in the chat. <laughs> I'll say if you do it in the comment section, please, if you're one of those developers that we jokingly, you know, said 
does all of those nice things, please, we would like to meet you because we want to just see, we want to just see, you know, how is, how is that life? Yeah. But one more thing um, that I want to add in, um, guys, don't forget to um, hit that subscribe button um, because, you know, that's, that's how we want to make sure that we continue to connect with you guys and definitely hit that bell so you can get those post notifications. Um, and yeah, we just want to keep this conversation going with you guys. And 